Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Eagles. I'm your host, Devin Caney. Look, we're just going to jump right into it here because I think we've said all we needed to say about that horrific, embarrassing, tragic loss against the Cowboys on primetime television Monday night. We're moving on. We're looking ahead to our next matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs. At the link, back at home on Sunday, uh, Andy Reid will hopefully be back in the house. So I decided to switch things up this week. And instead of talking to an Eagles insider, I decided to change it up a little bit this week, went right into enemy territory and had on the two co-hosts of the Believe in Chiefs podcast to get some intel. Host Jeff Doton and host Joe Valerio, who is a former Kansas City offensive lineman, but a Philly native and graduate of the University of Pennsylvania. Here they are. We love the ham and egg it. Thank you guys for coming on. I so appreciate it. We have um, a big and interesting game coming up for both of our respective teams. Joe, I want to continue our conversation first because we were just talking about uh, your connections to the Philadelphia area, even though you you played for the Chiefs and host this podcast. Uh, Do you feel a little bit torn about this matchup coming up on Sunday? I'm always torn about this, Devin, and, and Jeff will tell you, um, you know, my hometown Eagles, right? I grew up, went to Ridley High School, went to Penn, you know, local, and I always talk about the first time that I ever played against the Eagles in, in 1992. So uh, I was drafted in 91, and then we played the a- NFC East in the 92 season out there, and I got to be honest, I, that's when I realized what I was doing. You know, when I saw those those helmets come out of the tunnel at Arrowhead, I was like, I cannot believe that I'm going to be going against <laughs> Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and, you know, Seth Joyner and all the great players that, you know, I watched growing up and that history and tradition. So I, I was I was torn even when I was a player. So imagine yeah. now as a fan and as a spectator, I'm, I'm even more torn about who to root for in this game. Well, someone else who I doubt he's going to be torn, but uh, adds kind of a poetic layer to this is head coach Andy Reid. Um, I don't know if either of you have gotten an update. Jeff, I'll, I'll go to you. Do we know if Andy Reid is definitely going to be in attendance on Sunday? Yeah, he's been at he's been you know at the facility doing the normal things. Um, and yeah, all plans for him to be there. He was also asked during his... Uh, uh, last press conference, uh, where he's going to be eating specifically, what kind of Philly cheesesteak he's going to be eating Saturday night. And he just said that he loved every cheesesteak that uh, it had in 
Philadelphia, which is probably not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyhow, he uh, so and and he kind of waxed poetically about how much he he is looking forward to being in uh, Philadelphia. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All plans for him to be there, barring something unforeseen. I mean, he's working his normal hours and things like that. How, and actually, yeah. Devin, how, what do, I, I'm curious to know, what, what do Eagles fans think of Coach Reed now? What's, what's the opinion there? Well, I, I was just going to say, you know, he's very loved in this city. Uh-huh. I think uh, Philly fans, of course, get our reputation. Um, we know people, you know, think we're mean. People who aren't familiar probably think we're going to boo him, but we, you know, when the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, but like we always root for Andy Reid. And when he went down last week with a health scare, uh, everyone's obviously very concerned. So I guarantee you when he uh, shows up at the link on Sunday, which I hope that is a definite for him, he, he'll probably get a big ovation and very few boos. So I know we're all looking forward to that. And it, it is going to be an interesting coaching matchup because you have Andy Reid, who coached here back back in a stadium and, and with an opposing team who he used to be very familiar with, with Nick Sirianni on the other side, who is a rookie head coach, made a lot of rookie head coach mistakes, especially in our Monday night game against the Cowboys. Uh, so I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared of that coaching matchup, but, uh, Andy Reid is a hard person to dislike regardless of the outcome of the game. So Jeff, on that note, let me go to you with this, uh, going into this game, both of these teams are going to be a little bit disgruntled. I've seen the phrase, uh, that the chiefs are going to use the Eagles as a punching bag in this game. Do you think that's going to be the case? Uh, Joe and I were talking about this on our, our pod a little bit. You know, I, I do think, you know, like you said, both teams are up against it coming off a loss for both one and two um, and one and three in the NFL. Boy, that even this with a 17 game schedule, that's that's a tough deficit to come back from. Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I, I do think the Eagles have a couple things that can give the Chiefs problems, especially that defensive line is really tough. I think the defensive line of the Eagles should have an advantage against the Chiefs' offensive line, Well, which has looked good, but it's still growing. Um, and, and I do think there is something to, you know, the, the Chiefs' run defense was good against the Chargers, but has struggled all year, and Jalen Hurst uh, is so mobile, and he can do some things on the RPO, not – I mean, nobody's to the level of what Lamar Jackson can do, but there are things like that 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 Jalen Hurts can kind of simulate. Um, so I think there's something there, and I, I think they're also Miles Sanders has been really good, though they bizarrely seem to neglect him on Monday night. Uh, yeah. Well, all that said, <laughs> right? So all that said, though, I I, I do think I, I I think the Chiefs are going to uh, win this. 
handily. Handily. Okay, Joe, uh, what are your thoughts? And, and Jeff, you mentioned the defensive line, the Eagles offensive line is pretty decimated already uh, heading into week four. I believe our only starters left are Jason Kelsey, who his brother, of course, Travis plays for the Chiefs uh, and Lane Johnson. So uh, what's your take on this game? And I know you used to be an offensive lineman yourself. So how much of an impact is that going to have uh, on the Chiefs getting the advantage in this game? Well, for any Eagles fans that watched the Super Bowl, they'll understand how important it was if they watched the last Super Bowl for the Chiefs and what it did to to the most you know magical offense in the NFL. It 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 crushed it right, and it mm-hmm. it just sucked the life out of it. Not having a cohesive unit to protect Patrick Mahomes, and I'm I just have a feeling that this defensive front is going to be loaded for bear because. They're really at the heart of what a lot of the critics are saying is a struggle with this team right now, even though Jeff and I talked about it all offseason about the improvements they were making to, uh, you know, to make this a better unit and the way they play together, moving Chris Jones to the outside, bringing on Jaron Reed, you know, getting Frank Clark healthy and getting his hamstring back. Like we thought that this was going to be one of the bigger improvements of the of the Chiefs, and it's turning out that it hasn't been. So I think they may use this game and and Steve Spagnola, the defensive quarter, may use this game to show people that we did make some right moves on the defensive line front. So they're going to be coming after Jalen with everything they have. I can feel it because they need to prove themselves right now defensively. So I think going back to your original question, Devin, is, yeah, I think this offensive line better be ready you know, especially given the fact that they have new players in there and, and the Chiefs are going to be coming after them with a lot. They're going to, Steve Spagnuolo is going to put in a pretty good game plan because like Jeff said, they can't afford to lose this game and they're going to put a lot of it on the defense to win it. What on this Eagles team, if anything, do you think is going to be the biggest threat to the Chiefs? I mean, I, I'll go back to just like what Jeff was saying. Jeff, Jeff, sorry, I know you were about to say something there. I I, I think it's, it could be the running game. I, I think, it, or it could be, it could be if Jalen can get his mid-range passing game going. That's what really hurt the Chiefs in in in, in the loss against the Chargers. You know, and the and the ability to spread the ball around um, to various receivers and not focus in on one person. Um, we 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 see that all the time with the Chiefs. It's been one of their biggest weaknesses has been the run game on defense and it's been the ability to stop the mid range pass. They don't get beat a lot deep, like super deep on bombs and things like that. It's really teams that can methodically move the ball down the field and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. And that's what, that's what a good run game and a medium range passing game does. It keeps, it keeps the Mahomes magic from really sparking. So Mm -hmm. if the, if the Eagles can score early, because we know the chiefs don't, if they can hold the Chiefs from scoring, which most teams have, even even last year and even in the Super Bowl team, you know that won the Super Bowl. Teams that jumped out on the Chiefs early generally had had the upper hand, um, and so that allows that would allow the Eagles to hang with them. So that's mm. that's what I think the Eagles need to do to to win this game and have it and have a shot against what can when, it, when it's humming can be and is the most potent offense in the NFL. Totally agree, Joe. That yeah, that that's an advantage. Eagles have Miles Sanders has looked good, and the, you know Jalen Hurts as we talked about. I also think the Eagles' defensive line still looks pretty good. Jason Hargrave has been playing great football. Mm-hmm. We know about Fletcher Cox, and, and the Chiefs have you know five new starters on offensive line this year, three rookies including Lucas Niang, who 
opted out because of COVID last year. And, you know, for a young group, they're doing fairly well, but like the Eagles should have an advantage there. Yeah. Javon Hargrave has been playing incredibly and Fletcher Cox, of course, is always uh, a beast. Travis Kelsey, I have to ask you guys about him. I mean, he's the name that comes up always, of course, aside from Patrick Mahomes, when you talk about uh, Chiefs offensive threats, is he as big of a threat offensively to this Eagles defense? And is there an underlying kind of sneaky threat that people are overlooking when it comes to the Chiefs offense? Yeah, um, so I I do think that Kelsey is, is playing as well as he ever has. Uh, he against the Ravens had just one of the best plays he's ever had 45 yard touchdown where he broke five tackles. He's been consistent. Tyreek Hill had a great week one, but then has been kind of bottled up as teams have been focusing on him. But uh, Kelsey, they once they had three straight completions to him um, against the chargers. He's playing great football. Um, And as far as a guy, and they're still waiting for kind of another weapon to emerge. It's not going to be Josh Gordon. They said he's not going to play this week. Joe, do you see of maybe like a wild card besides, you know, Kelsey and Hill that could, could uh, show up on Sunday? Well, I, th- I think with the, the threat of what Patrick does with his arm, I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire, even yeah. though he's maybe not a sneaky surprise, people right. know about him now. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely shown himself that he can really compete at this level. But I think that's someone that Eagles fans should really focus on because if he, his biggest issue that we've had over the course of the last two weeks has been the two fumbles that came at really critical times. Obviously, the, 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 the one against the Ravens that happened to cost them basically cost them the game. You must and, then, yeah. and then, and then, you know, and then he had the tough one against the Chargers. So it wasn't really a problem that he's had in the past. So I, I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, I've seen some pictures out on Twitter of him, you know, holding the ball like a loaf of bread or whatever. But you know, people are are getting up now. They're they're looking back now and saying, oh, this guy, you know, can't hold on the ball. But he really hadn't had that problem. But if he holds on to the ball. I think he would be the X factor for the Chiefs at this point. Um, and if, 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 if that off young offensive line can get movement against that pretty good defensive line for the Eagles, then I think he would be the one that would take the pressure off of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and, and some of the other receivers that are still kind of battling for that two spot. There's mm-hmm. still a little bit of a, of a, a, a wide receiver two by committee um, to try to you know replace Sammy Watkins. And so it's... Um, it's been, you know, it's it's been challenging for Patrick to really get into a rhythm. I think Eagles fans should watch what happens up front on the offensive line and what the Chiefs do with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That could be the thing that really puts a one-two punch uh, into into the Eagles' defense. Now, what about Patrick Mahomes? Because you know, like I mentioned, the punching bag statement that's been said over and over again leading up to this game. Um, clearly he's frustrated Patrick Mahomes, obviously from what we've seen going to the Super Bowl, incredible player, but in terms of his mentality, you know, is he someone who is more dangerous and more frustrated he gets with his team, not being able to produce wins? Good. That's a good question. Look, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He, he still is doing things that are, you know, it's superhuman at some point, the way he throws the ball off his back foot, the way he, Jeff and I always call it, he, he finds the pocket within the pocket. Um, he's really tough to get at as a, as a defensive uh, front. And I think, I think having Fletcher Cox, I think is actually 
a benefit for the Eagles. He takes advantage of what, what, what Jeff and I call the traditional rush pattern, which is, you know, the defensive ends coming wide around the outside and then, and then, and the defensive tackles trying to do stunts in the middle to, to kind of create some havoc in the middle of the pocket. Um, he, he doesn't, he does never has a problem with that. He, cause he, he, when, when, when the defensive ends rush wide, he just steps up right off tackle. He finds Travis Kelsey. He buys himself a little time or he runs and he just, he, he kills defenses with, with his ability to do that. I think if the chief, if the Eagles can rush more up the middle and get into his face, Jeff and I've used the term before um, uh, we call it a mush rush. If they can just collapse the pocket slowly into his face, that's where he struggles because he can't make the back leg throws. He can't move to the off tackle spot to find, you know, Travis Kelsey, whether he's trying to beat the zone or, or beat man coverage um, or, or they can't use Tariq's speed either vertically or horizontally. So I think that's how you stop Patrick Mahomes, but nonetheless, he will find, he will find an, an Eric B you know, the offensive coordinator, they will find a way to, to beat whatever comes at them. And, and that's why I think they start a little slow. Mm-hmm. They start slow because it takes Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid like a quarter or two to figure out, okay, how are we best going to use Patrick? How are we best going to attack this defense? And for some reason, it, it just takes them a little longer to get going. And But once they do, forget it. You see what Patrick does. He scores mm-hmm. you know, two, three touchdowns in the third quarter. He always puts up a touchdown or two in the fourth quarter. And then that's how they've been, been beating teams. But it Right now, with the way the defense is playing, that's not working. <laughs> as you can mm-hmm. see, as they're one and two, and and the Browns game was no picnic, even though that was a win. So I think this this team has a has a lot to learn from both its wins, uh, from from its one win and both of its losses for sure. And Patrick's mm-hmm. at the heart of that. I I also think Devin uh, that yeah, Patrick Mahomes does kind of do better with kind of a chip on his shoulder when his back is against the wall, whatever cliche or bad metaphor you want to throw out but like yeah. a, a couple years during their Super Bowl season uh when they beat the they just destroyed the Chicago Bears and that's when uh Mitch Trubisky was their quarterback after one of the touchdowns he like for his celebration Mahomes is counting on his fingers the draft where he was drafted versus where Trubisky was and he he's just a really competitive guy um I think that's like Joe said, they're slow starters, and sometimes that's kind of the playbook. But some of it is just Mahomes kind of does better with a back his back against the wall. Um, I edited uh, Bill Snyder, the Kansas State uh, coach's autobiography, and he actually, as the opposing coach, when Mahomes was at Texas Tech, was compelled to write Mahomes a note after the game because he was so blown away by his competitiveness. So I, I, wow. I think we're going to see some of that with, uh, with again, the Chiefs. A, a desperate uh, one and two Chiefs team. I'm going to, I'm not being counter to what Jeff is saying, but you know, it, it's hard to play with a chip on your shoulder like that. And I, I'm afraid that, you know, it, it's, it's a little easier to do that when you're a first or second year player, but as you start to mature and other defenses and, and coordinators get to see how you play, I don't, I just don't want Patrick to press either because I've seen, I've seen some really bad situations where players get that chip on their shoulder and it and it, and it, there's a tipping point between ultra competitiveness and just playing out, trying to play outside of yourself and forcing and pressing, 
And, and, and Jeff and I have talked about this before. We, we've, we've seen it happen with quarterbacks like Lamar. It happened with Lamar Jackson for a season. There was a season where he had a chip on his shoulder because everybody kept saying, well, he's just a running back in a quarterback's body or, you know, he's not really a true quarterback. And when he tried to carry the weight of the team on his shoulders, and I'm using his example, not to be critical of Lamar, but just as an example, he played terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, and he, he was not the same Lamar Jackson is right now. So he's matured a little bit. I just don't want Patrick as a chief fan and somebody who, who follows the chiefs like Jeff and I do, I don't want him to go that direction because it, it can, it can take a player out of their game if they do that. And, and that would be the worst thing for a guy mm-hmm. like Patrick Mahomes is to outplay himself. Yeah, no, that that's a good point. And, uh, you know, when it comes to comparing quarterbacks in this game on Sunday, it's, you have Patrick Mahomes, who's, incredible Super Bowl winner. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts, who is still extremely young, uh, not technically a rookie, but still, you know, in his first season of being the true QB one for a team. And we saw him under the bright lights of Monday night primetime game in Dallas, and he played terribly. So that's not saying he has a chip on his shoulder, but it is saying that the pressure can get to these guys. Like I think Jalen Hurts is, I don't think he's incredible. I think he's pretty good. And I think, uh, he definitely let it kind of take him down mentally. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that improves on Sunday. You know, this is an Eagles podcast. I know your last episode was called uh, What's Wrong with the Chiefs? So uh, I want both of you to let me know what's wrong with the Chiefs. Give us some hope here. What can the Eagles capitalize on to potentially win this game? So there, there are moments of hope if the, if the Chiefs play like you know, commit to the kind of turnovers. They had four turnovers <laughs> against the Chargers. If they do something like that, absolutely, the, the Eagles can win this. We talked about the run defense. That's really uh, has been uh, – they improved against the Chargers. They had entered that game dead last by a lot. They're, they're no longer dead last in the league. But, again, that's an area where the, the Eagles uh, – that's, that's something they can exploit. Um, and, and they also – I expect the Eagles a lot of coverage, like we mentioned, towards Tyreek Hill and towards Travis Kelsey. Chiefs still looking for that that other weapon, and that might be part of the reason that uh, Mahomes is still playing great football. But he has committed more turnovers, been you know more sloppy. He before this season, in his um, three previous seasons as starter, he had won every September game and never thrown an interception. He he now has three interceptions. So yeah, there, there are, you know, at any given Sunday and the Eagles certainly can't exploit uh, the, those weaknesses. And I'll just go right, you know, pile on what Jeff was saying. I think if the uh, Chiefs let the Eagles hang around and they don't score early um, and, and they let them sort of, you know, get to the second half of the game and it's a seven point game, you know, again, you shorten, you shorten the clock and you shorten the field on the chiefs and, and teams can make it happen. We've seen it that, you know, the Browns game could easily have been a loss for Kansas. The, the chiefs could, the chiefs could easily be coming into this, into this game. zero and three. And, and, and so I don't, it's, there's, there's something missing. I, I think with the chiefs and I'll have my green socks on, trust me. I mean, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a diehard Eagles fan and, and, and this is going to be a tough game for me to, to, you know, even though I cover the chiefs and I play for the chiefs, it's still my heart always pulls for, for my hometown heroes. But, um, you know, I think what they need to do is, is, is like along the lines of what Jeff was saying, if, if they can, if they can bottle up Kelsey, the chief, and if the chiefs can't find that number two receiver, 
if if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire continues the turnover thing and and Patrick plays too much out of himself and they try to outplay the game plan, it, it, you know, and 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 if they let the Eagles hang around, it, it could be it could come down to the fourth quarter and what happens and who has the ball last. That's how the last three games have gone for the Chiefs and how a lot of the games went for them last year. So I think it's, 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 you know, and then one last thing I think from a detail perspective is, is if, if the chiefs uh, offensive line can't hold up against the, uh, the Eagles defensive front, which is probably one of their strongest points on defense. Yeah. Could be a long day for Patrick if, if they can get in his face and, and create some negative yard opportunities um, with sacks and and turnovers. So look, it's on paper, of course, this game doesn't look good for Eagles fans, but you know what? The Eagles have 53 NFL players on their roster, and they all deserve to be there. So, like Jeff said, at any given Sunday, anything can happen. And and the and the Chiefs are on the road, and it's mm-hmm. you know coming to Philly and tough place to play. And you know you know if all the Chiefs players and linemen go out for you know a cheesesteak, maybe they'll be a little heavy uh, <laughs> coming out on the field on Sunday. And you know that the cheese whiz will get to them and the fried onions, but. You know, it's just maybe it depends on what they eat. Maybe they can carry that momentum from the big pen win on ESPN on Friday, Friday night. Maybe the city will be so, you know, right. Crazy so fired up about that. Yeah. They'll just spill right over from Franklin Field. They'll start walking right down South Street, right to Broad, and they'll be, you know, they'll yeah. be at the link. You know, all those Quaker fans too will be there too. So we had to get that in, Joe. We had, yeah, to. We had to get that in. <laughs> That does it for this episode of Believe in Eagles. Thanks for tuning in and tune in on Sunday to see what happens when the birds face the Chiefs. Go birds. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.